Welcome to our podcast today. This is Coach Eric Johnson, the brand. It's Coach Aaron Thickpin, the source. EJ, what's on the docket today? Aaron, this comes up all year during the season, off season, games, everything. And the topic today is searching for velocity. What does that mean? You know, how important is it? You know, um, what does it mean in this environment today that you hear he doesn't throw hard or um, he throws he throws hard and I like him, you know, and that's it. It's just it's velocity, 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 velocity. <laughs> that, <laughs> this is about velocity. What does that really mean, Aaron? At the end of the day, what does velocity really mean and why are so many people, parents, players, coaches, everybody, what are they searching for? What does it mean and how relevant is it today in baseball at all levels? That's what we're going to talk about today, my friend. All right. Velocity. So I guess first thought would be <clears throat> velocity is the easiest thing to see and measure if you don't have the other faculties in determining the quality of a pitcher. Right. You know, um, you know, you don't have to be uh, a former major league baseball player or a pitching coach to, to tell if someone's throwing the ball hard. Right. Um, so I, I think that's the one thing Two. I think every level of of any sport, the game actually gets faster. It gets physically faster and it gets mentally faster. So there is some component of speed, I think, in most sports in terms of the, 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 the physical and the mental processing. And so I, I feel from a coaching standpoint, it's easier to take a guy who's faster, or in this case, has a higher velocity and teach him how to pitch than take a guy who doesn't have any velocity and try and teach him how to pitch. Right. I mean, the baseball graveyard is littered with the arms of guys who could throw super hard and but couldn't get over the plate I mean look at how many times a major league team has taken a chance and thrown a couple million dollars at a guy who could throw 98 miles an hour right as a prospect but can't throw the ball over the plate and you know after a period of time they give up on the guy or something I think from a coaching standpoint and a development standpoint it's easier to take a kid who can already throw hard and then figure out, hey, this is what I'm going to do with him. You know, maybe okay. he's going to be this type of situation, a closer or middle right. relief. Maybe only instead of him having to have three uh, quality pitches, maybe right. we only have to develop two. Right. So I, I think the pathway to success is a lot shorter with for coaches 
when you have that that added benefit of a guy who can throw exceptionally hard or you know throw harder than the norm right Aaron, I'm gonna take a take it back a little bit because this is something that you and I talked about, and I and I um, and it's something that's kind of got me thinking a lot lately about velocity. And I think about your pitching program you do at Game Speed, and the pitchers that have walked through your door in your pitching program or your throwing program, but it has nothing to do with the pitching coach. It has everything to do with what you're doing to get their bodies ready to throw the ball harder. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. I want to go off this track of velocity and talk about, can you train a player to get their body ready to increase velocity. I want to talk about that because that doesn't get talked about. Everybody talks about, hey, I've got, you know, I got to go to this pitching coach and I'm going to start throwing harder because I'm going to the pitching coach. And I always think, well, that's great. But what if your body's not prepared to do that over the long haul or the short haul or wherever that, that case being? That's what I want to talk about because I think people don't understand the rhyme or reason of getting the body ready to throw velocity, get ready to throw harder. So I want to I want to go down that path a little bit and talk about training the body and getting the body ready. That has nothing to do with a pitching coach initially. Right. Yeah. And, and it's funny because um, I've been working with pitchers for thirty years. Right. And. I definitely am not a pitching coach. <laughs> I, I could not tell you how to put your fingers on the ball or throw a slider, <laughs> a curve, a ball. But, right. you know, little as it's known, um, I was actually one of the initial guys or, of a lot of the power throwing that's going on now. 30 years ago, <clears throat> I was working with Rob Bruno, NorCal Baseball. Right. And he, he had sent me a couple guys, Chris Gruller, uh, mm-hmm. another kid out of Clayton Valley, and Josh Butler. Chris right. Butler went on to be uh, number one, uh, second round pick, second pick in the draft, or number one pick in the draft, I can't remember. No way. Yeah, he was, a, he was the first round. Yeah. And um, Butler was a second round pick. And yes, he was. Kid from Clayton Valley, God, his name escapes me. Was all was I think a third round pick, and then I had a kid out of Texas that year. But these were all NorCal kids, right? And and Bruno had brought these kids to me and um, said, "Hey, Aaron, can you help train these guys?" And I said, "Yeah." And we had no equipment. All I worked, all we did was we went out to a track. We used a stadium. I had some medicine balls, cones, mm-hmm. and I developed a program for them. Right. And and because of my limited experience in baseball, I I knew that there was a parallel between baseball and sprinting. Right. Same similar muscle groups, same energy system, just different movements. So I train these guys like sprinters. And you know, Gruler ended up throwing what? What was it? 98 
yeah. an hour or something like that. 99. Yes. Butler was like 95, 96. The other yes, kid from Clayton was around that time. It was the same. And then the other kid uh, from Texas, big kid, he was probably like 94, 95. And so because of that, um, you know, Bruno and NorCal, which was really well known yes. in the country, um, people started, I think, asking them what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And and I started a, to develop a program for these guys. And then, um, you know, they uh, Jerry Weinstein yep. started uh, getting into it. And then the, the guys over at the uh, pitching center, mm-hmm. they started getting into it. But I was developing more or less the physical aspect of it, not the throwing aspect of it. Right. So look, pitching is like sprinting. It's a total body action. So you have to train the body in that aspect. Whereas before, I think a lot of people just focused on the arm. You know, right. Get my arm Right. And, and, you know, that's all well and done, but you throw with your body. And, and pitching is neurological. It's not just muscular, just like sprinting right. is neurological. And so that's kind of the, the, the take that I brought to it. But again, now there's a lot of other derivatives of power throwing throughout the country. And, right. But I think we were, we, we were at the forefront of its development and actually formalizing it as a program. Uh, again, you know, Eppard and Sakani, uh, Weinstein, right? Um, God, I think maybe Tom House might have been involved. House House was in the mix. Okay, I remember Tom House was in the mix too. And also Alan Jager. Alan Jager was in yeah. the mix. Exactly. And so, I guess through a period of time, and all of us working with NorCal guys and, and, and collaborating to different extents, that was kind of the birth of power throwing. Now, again, it's taken a lot of different. Uh, aspects now derivatives where you got the weighted balls with the guys um can't remember the name now uh escapes me the guys up in oregon in seattle up in uh... seattle yeah Uh, and so but i think the main tenet still is and and what i do with my program is i just train the body i just train the body to be Mm -hmm. explosive to be explosive over and over again to have that anaerobic capacity to have the neurological firing. And that's a process that takes a lot of time. Yes. Like I said, to parallel what I talked about with pitchers really being- uh, Like sprinters? Oh, like sprinters. Mm -hmm. It takes about six years to develop a a, a sprinter. Yes. To a national caliber sprinter, not necessarily world-class caliber sprinter, but national caliber sprinter. And I think it takes about that long to take a picture to be what you might say a collegiate caliber right or prospect caliber picture yes and people don't have the patience for that because when most people get into a velocity program they're like okay it's been three weeks let's <laughs> put the gun on and there's a whole right. that has to happen where you're layering training upon training and excuse me, body movement upon body movement. And, right. you know, all of these things besides making the corrections and and getting rid of the poor or the broken body mechanics that the athlete has. 
Right. That's why it takes so long. And yeah. I, I use this term on our other podcast. You want the you want these things to be baked in so that they become automatic. So that right. you layer on top of each other. It's not learn it for the moment and then forget it. And and so when I think of velocity, um, you 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 have a t- you have a term that I like as well. We we work slow to be fast. <laughs> and and that's the same thing I think when you're developing velocity in a pitcher. You have the process is slow. Mm-hmm. The outcome is fast. Right. You so know, anyway, yeah. I, I love that. You know, it's as smooth as quick enough. You know, yeah, that's it. And, smooth and, and quick enough. I love smooth as quick enough. And I think a lot of times, and when I ask, you know, as we, you and I evaluate players together that we share a lot of times, and, you know, there's, and whether it's a pitcher or an input or outfit, and I go, we need to work on that arm strength. And then I can see, you know, your lights start going off in your head. You're going, uh, I know what we're doing, you know, or I might come to you and say, this guy needs to get a little bit better. Let's start developing this now. So in, in three or four years from now, five years from now, that strength is, that arm strength is there. And this leads me down to the next thing is guys can throw hard. And I'm telling all the people out there, people can throw hard, but they need to have pitchability, pitchability, ability to throw the ball to the plate. And I think that's one thing that you've done in your power throwing is to help the players become more accurate because of the response that you're asking them or efficiency that you're asking them to do a drill. It's just not like you're going and going, okay, just do the drill. No, you're asking them to be specific. Throw that ball here or this movement needs to be done precisely. So in your mind, you have that pitchability component built in also along with velocity. Those two need to go together in order to have a a efficient pitcher you know that can throw hard and throw the ball over the plate um like you said you know it's it's great to have somebody throw hard but what if they're not throwing over the plate 62 percent of the time 62 percent of the time is considered above average and that's the major league number 62 63 percent and even if you threw at 65 percent aaron that is considered exceptional 65% 65% of your pitches or strikes, it's exceptional in this game. And I think if you are out there searching for velocity, understand pitchability, the ability to not only throw it hard, but have other pitches and to master the inside corner, outside corner, high in the zone, um, that goes a long way. And I think the training that you know, you've know you done with these, these pitchers um, allows them to be more accurate or have that ability or pitch ability to to master so you know that's that's what i think about that aaron with the velocity i i, I really like the way you go about training the guys and and the, i love the fact that we can take it not only from a pitcher standpoint but a position player standpoint too right 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 yeah i mean i don't even call my program a power throwing program because right. i call it a, a pitcher's conditioning program there you go. Because I feel that as an af- as a pitcher gets in the proper condition in all aspects of, you know, range of motion, flexibility, balance, posture, neurologically, all that sort of thing, velocity comes. 
Okay. As a result of all of those things. So I don't, I don't necessarily try and sell, Hey, this is a power throwing program. I said, that's a byproduct of the body doing, being in the right shape and condition and you knowing how to use the body, you know, properly. Right. And, um, so I, I think when you're looking at, at velocity, no, doggone, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's what happens, man. You get old. But, uh, you know, it's interesting though, Aaron, you know, with velocity and I, and I hear this all the time with, um, college coaches I talk to them and they give me a number and I always like to think 85 is the start of a conversation and I tell I tell parents as I said listen kids want to pitch at the next level velocity 85 we need to you know be there but I always say also say this the guy build the ball over the plate you know that's great they're you're chasing that but that's a conversation and it's going to take some time and I I said this earlier to you in a comment and it was this um you know i love to see players come in at 11 years old 12 years old for you can train their body conditioning wise to to maintain some sort of uh um consistency with their 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 throwing velocity you know it takes a while so you just can't come in at 17 and expect you to like to to Oh, I got velocity now. I think those are short. Those that's really a fallacy. You they really need to take <laughs> they time. well. They do right. So you know, I mean, there's so much. There's stuff you can do to help them, but the gains that they want, like ten miles per hour in a year, that's yeah. That's I. I think that they're searching for something there. I think planning and having a plan. Because I've seen you take players that come into you three or four years into it, and you've really helped them significantly, seven, eight miles per hour, and and that and that was over in a program where they were in it all year with you. It wasn't like they came in the off season. That means they started in the fall, they went through the winter, they went through the spring, and they went through the summer with you to gain that type of increase in velocity because there are, there is a ebb and flow and rhythm and planning of all this that you have that you've mastered in your training of getting in the body condition to sustain that right i mean i always tell people you can get anywhere from three to five miles an hour per year right after that you know anything else is gravy and i've had kids get seven miles eight miles eight miles per hour but that's that's not normal that is not normal. And also you got to figure out, well, okay, well, where are they coming from? Is this kid totally untrained or is this kid partially trained or is this kid training all the time? So there's lots of different, you know, points from where you're starting. And if you right. haven't done anything, then yeah, your gains probably can initially can be pretty substantial, but then they kind of plateau out, you know, instead right. of that curve being like this, now it's more like this, right? Uh, the trajectory. But, oh, to go back to the point that I missed, you had mentioned okay. uh, pitchability. And, and that's, again, transferring what you're doing in the training into, you know, performance on the mound. And there's one correction I have to make with every athlete, from my eight-year-olds to even some of my professional athletes. I always have to remind them of their head position and their vision. Wow. Because 
everyone gets caught up in the training say a med ball slam or med ball throw or a physio ball throw plyo ball throw everyone gets caught up in the throwing but they forget where their vision is at mm. it's like i have to tell guys all the time why are you looking down at the ground you don't throw a ball into the ground right <laughs> but they inevitably don't look at their target wow and so, that's when you get guys who can throw hard, but they can't put the ball on target because they don't learn to do the exercise and create the body's velocities that are going to give them more pitching velocity. And they don't they don't bridge that with the tracking that they need. Mm. Well said right there. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, taking a cat and saying, OK, I want to I want to increase your bat speed. And he's just swinging the bat as hard as he can, <laughs> and he's like looking up here, right. you know. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot the of sense. Posture is not the same. The right. balance is not the same. The there there's a level of coordination that's now off, and you're not teaching the again the tracking because they've got to be able to t- take in some information as well as do the activity at the same time. I love that. I that's, love what that's you just probably said. one of the biggest things I always have to correct everybody on, <laughs> and that, mm-hmm. and it comes back to what we talk about. You know, you can do, you can throw a med ball, you know, uh, whatever, 50, 60 miles an hour, but if you if you're throwing it looking down at the ground, sixty miles an hour, and then we have to look on target, you drop to fifty. That's probably where you're truly at. <laughs> But you get guys who do the crow hop and and run and gun and all these exercises and their head is back here as their arm is coming through here. (laughs) And I'm like, and they got the radar gun on them and they're like, oh, 95. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The ball's going way up there. That's going to transfer into a strike. <laughs> right, 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 right. I love that. Those so, some, but those are the things that a trainer may pick up on, but not a baseball guy, a pitching coach might right. When they're trying to do these velocity programs, those right. sorts of things, um, because everyone gets caught up in the exercises. It's like, well, where's the transition? Where's the bridge? Where's the transition? Where's the bridge? Where's the transition? Where's the bridge? How is this going to transfer? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And Absolutely. it's great to get effort out of an athlete. And I'll tell you the dirty little secret of power throwing programs. Power throwing throwing programs tend to work because what they're doing is a lot of them help the kid take those governors off of their body. In other words, they help them tap into really just going all out. Right. Benefit to that, you know, and that benefit can be more velocity because now you get the athlete getting used to pushing himself and going outside of that comfort level or you're raising that comfort level. Right. But after that, where do you go? You can maybe have the benefit ride the benefit of that for what a a season you can't do that every year right because your body's not going to exponentially 
push that bar level by level by level. Remember, as you get older, <clears throat> the level of, of um, improvement goes from double digit percentages to single digit percentages. True. To points of, you know, of a percentage. Yeah. So you can't expect that to be the only thing that's going to get you there. Mm -hmm. So you have to have all of these other components, transferability, <clears throat> pitchability, understanding the body, you know, when you're in sync, out of sync, in position, out of position, all those things have to be baked in to the training that you're doing and they have to be <clears throat> called out so that the athlete is cognizant of those things as they're training. Well said, my man. I love it. Um, we've, we've exhausted this subject on velocity, and I think it's very precise, concise about how we feel about the ability to throw the ball harder and the ability to have pitchability as you do that. So with that said, that ends our podcast today. Hey, this is Coach EJ, the brand. And this is Coach Aaron, the source. We'll see you.